You are listening to Smart Women's Dating Podcast, episode number 62. Welcome to Smart Women's Dating Podcast. I am your host, certified life coach Lærke Nielsen, and I help smart, independent women attract the love they deeply desire without having to chase or settle. This podcast will give you the mindset tools and insights you need to finally crack the code to your love life. Are you ready? Then let's go. Hey there, welcome back. Today, my voice is not the best, but I'm going to give it a try anyhow, because I actually feel quite okay, but I just sound a little bit rough. So we're going to talk about heartbreak today. Do you worry about having your heart broken when you think of dating? Does it hold you back from getting yourself out there? Heartbreak after being separated from a loved one is one of the most painful experiences we can have as human beings. And for some, even the fear of having to go through it, the risk of potentially being heartbroken, that is in itself enough to stop them from getting themselves out there and start dating again. And especially, of course, if you had already your heart broken a couple of times, it can feel like it's just not worth it. And that is just too bad. Love always comes with the risk of having your heart broken. There's no way we can guarantee not to have that. But I want you to also feel that love is so amazing that it's worth the risk. That you are willing to open your heart to someone new and that you promise yourself to support yourself in the case you do get heartbroken. But how do you do that? So I want to give you an idea about how to heal yourself, how to support yourself if you get your heart broken so that you know it's not the end of the world and you can get through it if it should happen. And I want to both talk about the kind of heartbreak you can have in dating after dating someone for a couple of months and the kind of heartbreak you can have when a longer relationship ends. And I also know that a lot of you might be in this phase where you are going through the pain and you're not quite healed yet. And then you seek out dating advice because you think this might help you move on. And if this is you, I want to tell you that there are no fixed rules about this. And I have personally changed my own point of view on how much you should be healed before you go back to dating. But I want to share with you what I have found to be a powerful way to support yourself through and after breakup. And this is, in my opinion, much better than looking for a rebound relationship or trying to get validation from dating. And then I will also share with you some thoughts I have about how you can know if you're ready to go back to dating again, if this is what you want. Okay, so let's start with the kind of heartbreak you can experience when you have been dating someone for a while but you have no formal agreement that you are officially together, you can of course be very fond of the guy. And we can do a lot to avoid being overly emotionally invested. And I definitely recommend that. But we can't avoid that sometimes heartbreak is a part of the game. Sometimes we do fall for someone really quickly, even if we are careful not to. Now, when you experience a heartbreak in the early stages of a relationship, like after three to four months or so, you want to be careful not to believe too much in what your brain is telling you. You want to be careful with that always, by the way. But particularly in this situation, because the heartbreak you feel here 
is very much a result of the idea you have about him and the potential future you could have had together. It's to a lesser extent based on your real knowledge of who he is because you don't know him that well yet. And if you feel fascinated by him, you could have easily put him on a pedestal and given him a power that he doesn't deserve at all. You don't know if you might be better off without him, and you don't know him well enough to say what it would be like after a year or two. So here you want to choose to believe that when someone leaves you early on, it's a clear sign that you were never meant to be together. And in addition to that, your brain could be very eager to tell you that you are not good enough, that you did something wrong, or you will never find someone as amazing as him again. And in this case, you want to be very much aware of how much your heartbreak is created by these kind of thoughts, because those thoughts are not true, and they should be questioned. You can decide to pay close attention to them, write them down when you have them, and then ask yourself, Is that really true? Was he really such a good match? And if he was, wouldn't he be here with me now? And when it comes to all the negative thoughts you might have about yourself, you want to practice not believing any of that. Someone not being the right match for you doesn't mean anything about your worth or lovability. It's just a misalignment. It's like the puzzle piece in the wrong corner of the puzzle. Not a puzzle piece that there's something wrong with. And then you can use this experience to become more aware of what you're looking for. What was it you liked about him? And do you like that you like that? Because sometimes we like something that we know isn't good for us, or we feel attracted even if we know it's not good. For instance, if you felt attracted because he needed your help, and you have noticed that you often end up being a helper in a relationship. Or if you felt attracted because there was something unavailable about him. He was difficult to get attention from, and when it finally happened, you got this dopamine kick. So use the situation to get clear on what made you feel attraction or affection for him, and decide if it's good or bad, and something you want to pay attention to moving forward. Okay, so now let's move on to the heartbreak that you feel after a breakup from a longer relationship. When it comes to heartbreak after a longer relationship, like a year or longer, it normally requires more work and time to heal and move on. It's not always the case. You can have a long relationship that were more or less ended on an emotional level long before it ended formally. But if you're experiencing a painful breakup, then the first thing to do is just let yourself feel it. I know this sucks, but you've got to allow the grief. Just let yourself cry. Release the tears. It's an energy that leaves your body. You want to allow yourself to cry as much as you need it and not be too hard on yourself. The first few days after, you might just want to take some time off and not even ask of yourself to be productive or efficient, if that is possible for you. Just be with yourself and your feelings. Going through a painful breakup is a stressful situation. You can have a high level of circulating cortisol in your body, and if you don't allow yourself to process these feelings, this can turn into a more chronic stress condition. So make sure to move your body, get some exercise, eat healthy, rest, 
and practice a good sleep hygiene. Like if you're recovering from stress, because in a way you are. Your brain literally reacts as if your life is in danger. We are still carrying a brain that is wired to believe that rejection and separation could mean the end of our life. So your brain is going to want to get your ex back to re-establish the balance and ensure survival. And when we look at brain scans of people going through breakup and who are being shown a photo of their ex, we can see that their brain reacts exactly as a cocaine addict with intense withdrawal symptoms. The same areas of the brain light up on the scan. This is powerful biology. You're not feeling shitty for no reason at all. Your brain is really fighting against you in this time and you want to be aware of how much of this is pure biology and a very basic condition of being human. You are not alone and what you're going through is completely normal. So I want to introduce you to a concept that we use in coaching and that we call clean pain and suffering. Clean pain, that is the grief. It's the pain of letting go of someone who was really close to you. It's the missing of someone. It's a very simple and basic human pain. It's just missing him. We can't go through human life without pain, and there's no way to skip it or numb it that works. The more we resist, the more it persists. We just have to feel it. And this is what it means to process the pain. You cry until you no longer need it. You feel sad and you long for him. You miss him and you allow yourself to have these feelings every single day. You also talk about your pain. Ideally, you seek help with a professional because they're not going to give you the counterproductive advice as friends unfortunately sometimes do, even if they don't mean to. Just share the fact that you are in pain. Already there, you're releasing some of the energy around it. And then, at some point, the pain becomes less intense. Maybe you just cry three times a week for ten minutes. Maybe you just get a little teary when you think of him. The pain is still there, but it's less heavy and is not present all the time. It's very individual how much time this takes, and the only rule to follow here is to allow yourself the time you need and to not push yourself to feel better. And also, you want to be kind to yourself, which means not buy into the thoughts that create suffering. Now, this is the other kind of pain. We had the clean pain, the grief, the missing, and then we have suffering. And the clean pain, you want to allow, you want to feel it, but the suffering is optional. Suffering is the kind of pain that's created by very negative thoughts about what this all means about ourself and our future, such as, I wasn't good enough for him, I am not lovable or attractive enough, there's something wrong with me, I will never find someone like that again, I'm going to be alone the rest of my life. Those thoughts create the kind of pain that we call suffering and that is really unnecessary. You want to be aware of them and decide to not believe them. So here it might help to know that the thoughts we all have after a breakup are also very common and we more or less all have the same kind of thoughts. So when I was a breakup coach in the past, I did several surveys among women to find out what were their most painful thoughts after a breakup. And I gathered data from over 100 women and the most common thought that they basically all had was I will never find love like that again. 
And besides from that, there were thoughts like, if only I did this or that, I could have saved the relationship. He didn't choose me. I wasn't good enough. I thought he was perfect. He ticked so many boxes. I gave him everything, and still it wasn't enough. I rarely meet someone like this. I will never be able to trust again. And thoughts about having to start all over again that create fear and hopelessness or thoughts about how fast he will move on. Now, none of these thoughts are serving you and most of them are not true. You don't have to choose to think that you are not good enough and just because you rarely met someone like him in the past doesn't mean you won't find love in the future. A big, big part of your pain after a breakup is caused by these kind of thoughts. I think I once saw that maybe 80% of the pain is suffering. In other words, it's pain that you don't have to feel. Your brain is going to offer you those thoughts again and again, and your job is to become really good at noticing when it's creating suffering and then questioning the thoughts. As you would do with the thoughts after heartbreak in dating, you could ask yourself, Do I really believe that I will never find love again? Is it really true that he was so perfect? And can I never trust anyone again? In this phase, the art is to let yourself feel the clean pain, but don't buy into the suffering. And then you move into phase two. This is when you're starting to feel a little bit better and you want to work on pulling your eggs down from that pedestal. We are all unique human beings, but nobody is perfect. So try to get a more nuanced view on who he is. What are some reasons he isn't actually that perfect after all? Where did you give him credit for more than what was real? Looking at the full picture, all his actions, the fact that he is no longer with you, is he really the love of your life? What if he was just that for a while and no longer? What if you thought he was, but then it turned out that he wasn't? And this is also the phase where you want to do some reflections on the relationship. What did you learn from it? How did it change you? How did it serve you? What are some things you would want to do differently yourself? And what are some things you would like to continue doing? And so on. This is what I call closure, reflecting on all of it and more too. I'm not going to list all the questions I suggest to go through, but the point is to take the learnings and then let go. Let it go with love. Forgive him. Forgive yourself and start a new chapter. And then we move into phase three. And this is where it becomes super fun. I recommend you do this to really get to a place in your life where you are not just healed, you are not just surviving and moving on or back to normal. You are in a better place. You feel stronger and much more confident in yourself and your ability to get over whatever life throws at you. And you love your life. You get to sit down and decide what would make your life just as good or even better than it was before. What does it take for you to feel that your life is as good or better as when you had your ex in it? Try new things. Challenge yourself in new ways. Get out of the normal comfort zone. Book a vacation somewhere. Sign up for a course. Take a new education if you want. Meet new people. Decide to expand your friend circle. 
and try new sports and so on. Set some goals for yourself. Decide to really surprise yourself. Blow your own mind. If you feel that nothing is motivating you and you only can think of getting your ex back still, you can try this little hack. If you knew he would come back in six months, what would you do now? What are the things you want to try and what are some ways you want to boost your life? The point is not for you to get hooked on the idea that he will come back, it's to trick your brain. Because when you have set some goals and you go and do all these things, you throw yourself out in new situations and you challenge yourself and you follow through on all that, you will grow. And by growing, you will also outgrow your ex. So six months later, you might not even want him back anymore. Because you are in a different place in your life now. You realize that you are happy. Your life is exciting and fulfilling. And the best part of it is that you created all that with the things that are within your control. Not by depending on having a new partner in your life. Not by depending on going dating with new guys. No, you. You created this. It's all within your control. That's the foundation I want for you. I want you to feel that deep confidence and trust in yourself that you can take care of yourself, not only to survive, but to flourish. And ideally, I want you to have that before you start dating again. That is going to make you so much more resilient and true to yourself. You're not in a hurry to get out of your single life. And the next guy is going to have to be pretty amazing to get your attention and time. This is when you could be ready for dating again. And if you notice you're missing your ex a lot more when you start dating, it's a sign that you might be out there a bit too early. And this could actually backfire and give you a lot of suffering that you don't need. When you focus on comparing one to the other, instead of focusing on building your best life, you might want to take a step back and consider if dating is too early still. However, if it's been three years and you still do the comparison, then you want to have a different approach. Then you want to work on your mindset around it. So I know that when you are in the thick of a breakup, it feels like you're about to die. But I want you to know that the pain will end eventually. You will get out on the other side and you will find love again. The pain will end, but love never ends if you stay open to it. I have seen so many women go through this and believe that they will never find the same kind of love again, only to hear from them six months or a year later that they are now with someone new. And here is what I also want you to think about. The past is never lost. You always will have the memories. You always will keep your personal stories and the experiences you had together in your heart. And then on the other side, the future was never given. You were never promised the future together. No one can guarantee you anything about the future. It only exists in our minds. And if you try for a moment to just stay here in the present time, right here, right now, know that you're going to be okay. You're going to be better than okay. I promise you. So this is what I had today. Thank you for listening and take good care of yourself out there. Have a wonderful week. Before I end this episode, 
I want to share with you my special February slash Valentine's celebration offer, which is a mini coaching package. And this is especially for women who want to try coaching, but who are not ready to sign up for a longer program. The mini package consists of six weeks of support where we connect on the text and voice message app that I use with clients and you can reach me anytime for unlimited support. And in these six weeks, you also get four private one-to-one sessions with me and I record the sessions and send them to you afterwards if you want. And in between the sessions, I suggest homework to you which can be journal exercises or reflections to do or challenges, other things that I feel can help you. So all of this will be on an individual basis, 100% customized to your specific needs. So this is how it works. First, you book a free call with me where you tell me what you want to work on or what your challenges are. And then I help you define what could be appropriate, what could be a good project to work on during six weeks of coaching. And then if you decide to go ahead, we schedule the first session and I open the support in the app so you can get started from day one. To get the offer, you need to book a call before the end of February and you will find the link in the show notes or on my Instagram account at LerkeTheLoveCoach. And this year we have all the way to the 29th. So all the way to the 29th, you can go and book a call. The investment for this package is 800 euro. And I dare you to find a better price for six weeks of unlimited one-to-one support from a private coach. So if you do find that, then let me know. I really look forward to seeing you on the call and I would love to support you in any way possible during six weeks. I know we can do a lot in six weeks. You will be surprised to see how much transformation you can get already from the first session. And with the support in between, you can really get far with six weeks of coaching. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast and you want to get support from a coach on your love journey, I invite you to book a free console call with me. You will find the link in the show notes. And also, don't forget to subscribe. And I would love it if you would rate and review this podcast. And then you'll also help other women find it. 